top of the morning to you. FBTV podcast, and in some cases, this is the FBTV video podcast, depending on where you are and what you're using to uh, listen or access. FBTV podcast, we try to get together every week around this time. Spend about a half hour talking about things going on in the transportation industry, what might affect you, what might not, as well as things that have nothing to do with the transportation industry. My name is Mike. I am the lead consultant for Taltoa. If you are thinking about becoming a freight broker, starting a freight broker company, uh, maybe starting out as a freight broker agent, Taltoa is here to help. We have literally assisted thousands of uh, peoples and companies, peoples, companies and people uh, become successful freight brokers. It's not easy. It's work. You got to be willing to put in the uh, time, but it can be rewarding financially and personally. One thing about being a freight broker agent, uh, you know, we get, we talk about this quite a bit uh, with clients is we have a lot of clients call us. They want to start out as freight broker immediately. They want to get their license. And we, we, we explain to them, Hey, you know, if you start out as an agent, probably your best thing. And the reason is you're able to gain the experience, build a customer base, you know, become operational, get an idea of what's what before you go out here and spend the money to get your own authority. Okay. I've had clients that they heeded my advice, had the, uh, idea of hey they were going to get out there gain the experience move forward and when they got to the point they felt they could support their company have the money coming in to support the company if they got their own authority by the time they made it to that point they had actually decided they didn't want to be a broker anymore or have their own broker authority they wanted to continue brokering and the reason was simply they had more time if they were to get their own broker license, become their own brokerage company, their own freight broker company, well, they would uh, end up having a whole ball of wax. You know what I mean? They're going to have to uh, chase the money. You know what I mean by that? They're going to have to invoice the uh, shipper or the customer, as it may be. Pay the carrier. They're going to have to follow you know, all the paper trails and they're just going to be more than they wanted to do. And as an agent, they could do what they wanted to do. If they wanted to take a day off, hey, they took a day off. But it's up to the individual. Matter of fact, if you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, maybe a freight broker agent, if you go to our website, I'm talking about the Tautoa website now, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. That's Tom Ocean Apple. No. Scratch that. I'm backwards. T A L T O A. Tom Apple Larry. Tom Ocean Apple. Right? Yeah, dot com. So anyway, T O A. T A L T O A dot com. Now I've got myself confused, but neither here nor there. But anyway, what I'm getting at, on the main page of the Tautoa website, if you scroll down just a little bit, right in the middle of the page there, you're going to see a button that says uh, where to begin. Where to begin. And that is a video. That's a link to a video we did. Well, it's actually a webinar we did uh, <clears throat> several months ago. And I always recommend to everybody, 
you know, watch that. If you're unfamiliar with what a broker's doing or what's going to be expected of you or what you're going to need to do to be successful, watch that video. Okay, that's uh, that's enough of that. Did you ever get fourth? I did. <clears throat> Family came over. Friends came over. Smoked four racks of ribs, and man, they came out perfect. I think it's the best rack of ribs I've ever smoked. And uh, I've been doing my smoking, my prep, when I smoke a little bit different here last couple of months. And uh, right, wrong, and different, it works for me. And people seem to like it. And uh, well, here's a quick tip. I mean, maybe it's nothing new, but I've always seen people use mustard or olive oil, oil or whatever, you know, to coat the uh, meat and then add their rub. Okay. As crazy as this, as this is, I... Uh, I mix my rub up in the olive oil and I whisk it all together. You know, whatever you're usually made for your rub, just put in, you know, a bit of olive oil and make a paste out of it. Then I'll uh, massage it into the meat. I'll wrap it up, uh, in, you know, in plastic wrap, leave it sit overnight, take it out. Now, on the ribs, usually I take it out and I'll put it right on the smoker. But uh, in this case, what I did with the ribs, I uh, unwrapped them the next morning. Let them sit for about half an hour, you know, come up in temp. Then I uh, made me another batch of rub, just not as strong as the rub I mixed in the olive oil. And basically what I'm talking about is a little bit less salt. Okay, a little bit less salt. And because I have done ribs before where I <laughs> I did the uh, rub and, oh my gosh, you know. You know, you're, you're wondering if you're, you know, found something at Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah, they were salty, put it that way. You know what I mean? But anyway, they turn out good. You might want to try that sometime. You know, test it out. Uh, if you got questions, comments, you want to leave a message, we're easy to get a hold of. I am. You can call me, obviously, at Taltoa. Uh, but FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com if you got a question, something you want to talk about, you know. Uh, also on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forums everywhere on the website there that you can... Uh, fill out, send us a message, and I'll be happy to uh, answer whatever questions you may have, yeah. either via email, but for sure, uh, here on the FPTV podcast, or video podcast, as it might be. All right, diesel, gasoline. Well, we knew it was going up. It had to. It's 4th of July weekend. It went up. Diesel uh, is at uh, three thirty-three a gallon, up from three thirty a gallon last week. Gasoline three twelve a gallon, up from three oh nine a gallon last week. Both of them jumped up three cents a gallon. Pretty nuts, considering last year. What were we paying? I don't remember two fifty. It's two something. It wasn't no three thirty-three or three twelve. I know that. Oh well. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Coronavirus, you know, we got to talk about that. That's they're, they're really pushing that here lately. I know here in Arkansas, where I'm at, they have started talking about hospitalization counts again. You know, we, we got away from that for a little while, but now they're they got this big drive on to get the shot. 
Just out of curiosity, how many of you got the shot? Did you get vaccinated? I, for one, have not. And I hear now that uh, Biden may be knocking on my door before long. Hey, you know, trying to talk me into getting the shot. <sighs> Just not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, there, there's a lady I know that as we speak, as, as I am producing this uh, podcast, she's actually prepping, prepping for open heart surgery. Something like five blockages after she had the vaccine. I'm not saying the vaccine did it, but uh, yeah, today she is going into open heart surgery and uh, thoughts and prayers are with her and her family. Actually, it's uh, one of my best friends, moms. So we are all on the edge of our chair on this one. And the sad thing is right now, due to coronavirus, again, the hospital's not letting the family be up there for the surgery. Now you can't, can't be here. Stay at home, we'll call you. I'm like, gee, man. And then what about when she comes out? I, you know, I had this kind of surgery here a couple of years ago. And believe me, it's, it's, a, it's a rough go when you come out of it. You know, you're going to have a rough time, especially in the hospital. Try to be nice. It's good to have a family member there. But... Way it is what it is right now. We just have to wait and see. Topic of the day. Uh, matter of fact, well, it, we talked about this in the YouTube video we posted uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday of last week. It wasn't the podcast on YouTube. It was the uh, another video. Obtaining your broker license. We're going to be talking about that somewhat a little bit more today. If you didn't see the, the video, I'd encourage you to do that. But we're also going to be talking about getting your broker license. The steps, the process, the way to do it. What to expect, things of that nature. What's happening then in the news? Uh, Knight Dash Swift Transportation. They are buying or have acquired AAA Cooper. Knight Swift Transportation Holdings has announced a deal to acquire LTO carrier AAA Cooper at a cost of over $1 billion. Say what you want to about Swift, but man, they. Obviously, cash rich. Going to be some other things involved in that deal, too. Knight Swift said it had three main requirements for acquiring its first LTL operation. The company needed to have significant market share, be profitable, and have management depth to operate independently and maintain a good company culture. So maybe AAA Cooper, the staff in place, the management anyway, will stay in place. Let's, let's hope so. Toes are going up on the PA Turnpike for the 14th year in a row. <laughs> Everything's going up. There's a shortage. <laughs> that seems to be the battle cry now. Anytime the price goes up, there's a shortage. Uh, PTC, Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission, approved another significant toll increase that uh, will go into effect early 2022 on uh well, yesterday, the uh, PTC approved a 5% toll increase for 2022 for both the Easy Pass and toll by plate customers traveling onto the PA Turnpike. Is this still, have they done any, I know when I used to drive the PA Turnpike, big truck, holy smoke, forget it, man. It bounced you out of the truck. It was terrible. I'm sure it's not as bad today, but somebody let me know. Anyway, the total increase will be effective on the uh, entire 
Turnpike, except for the Southern Beltway PA Turnpike, 576 West Pittsburgh. Now, it's not in my notes here, but I went on to read the article a little bit. <laughs> Somebody, I think at the PTC, they were bragging about, hey, this is the lowest increase we've had in years. <laughs> That's pretty bad when you're, you've got 14 years in a row of increases, and the only positive you can get out of it when you're part of the PTC or whatever is it's the lowest increase we've had, so be happy about that. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about getting your own authority. We have been through the process with clients, and I say we, I'm talking about Tautoa, obviously. Been through the process with clients that were getting their own authority. And what seems like a big deal really isn't if you do it in an orderly fashion. Okay. First thing I always recommend to everyone, if you're thinking about getting your own authority, get a quote on your bond first. Bond's going to run you anywhere from around $1,000 a year to six, seven, $8,000 a year, depending on your credit, bottom line. So you want to get that, you know, make sure it's affordable for you. Make sure it's something that uh, you want to do. Next thing to do is uh, start your LLC. You want that LLC to be in place. Now, remember, you haven't paid for the bond yet. You've just got a quote, and that quote's going to be good for two months, generally. Usually, I think it's about 60 days. As a, uh, as a rule, the 60 days, some, some companies may be different, but generally we've seen 60 days. That quote stays in place. Now, during that 60-day period, we don't want to file for the authority yet. We want to get the uh, LLC done. LLC is pretty simple. Every state's different. Uh, you can do it online. You don't need to hire an attorney or anything. You can if you want to. I'm not saying don't hire an attorney. I'm just saying if you find uh, your state's website, there's going to have a section there about uh, starting your LLC. And if you got a tax person, they can probably help you too because usually tax, these tax people that are doing taxes all the time, they're always doing uh, or working with LLC, you know, setting one up or anything. Now, they're not attorneys. Don't misunderstand me. But they, they can answer questions for you and save you a lot of money. It's not uh, – in Arkansas, for companies we've helped incorporate in Arkansas, I think it was $45. $40 for actually filing and $5 for doing it online or something weird. But uh, – not that much. Now, in Arkansas, I know there's a franchise fee every year, 150 bucks. You just got to remember to pay it. But you can go through, fill out, the, fill out the form on the Internet, and I'm sure most states are set up that way. And uh, I don't know how the other states are, but uh, most states we've worked with when we were helping a company do an LLC. I mean, just a couple of minutes later, after everything was done, said, signed, paid for, boom. The paperwork came in almost immediately via the email. Okay, so you got your LLC, you got your bond. Now what? Now it's time to file for the authority. Now, you can file on your own. You can go into the FMCSA website and fill all those forms out on your own. I think it costs, what, 300 350 bucks, something like that, if you're doing it on your own. And that's, you know, you remember you got a, your authority, your BOC3, and... Uh, UCR. That's the uh, three things you got to have. Then you got to have the bond, but the bonding company will file 
your bond uh, with the FMCSA so everything goes through at the same time. For the most part, it's pretty quick. Now, we recommend all of our clients, don't try to fill those forms out on your own because you're dealing with the government. If you make one mistake, it's going to be kicked back. It's going to be kicked back to you. All right? And you may have to pay more money to refile. So we always recommend let somebody that does it all the time do it. There are practitioners online. Uh, I'll give a shout out. We to, uh, Even at Taltoa. Uh, and we've had clients, we, we've recommended this company to clients before, and uh, we have no business ties with this company. We just know they do good work, and that's GetMyAuthority.com. Get, G-E-T, MyAuthority.com. James up there is the practitioner, and uh, he's always done our clients good. I mean, within minutes after filing, you start getting emails. And <laughs> believe me, once you file... The phone starts ringing, the emails start coming in, and people even start sending snail mail to your mailing address uh, used for the filing when you're getting your authority. One word of note, uh, you can't use your mailing address, in other words, P.O. Box, for your physical address. You're going to have to have an actual physical address. So keep that in mind. Uh, and a lot of people I know that, well, I'll use my home address. Do you really want to? Do you really want that to be public record? <laughs> you know, think about that before you do it. Something goes wrong, the last thing you want is somebody knocking at your door. You get the, get the idea, okay? But anyway, once everything's said and done, about 21 days later, you can uh, go to the FMCSA website, and during that 21-day period, your information is going to be on the FMCSA website, and you can check it. You have the MC number, DOT number, and all that. It's just not activated yet. Your authority is not active. So you can uh, check, and you'll see this is authority not active, or you know something. It's in red letters. It's going to tell you, no, not yet. Now... But, uh, you know, it's been activated. The, the the letters have been sent. You just got to wait on the actual authority to show up in your mail, snail mail. They're not going to email it to you. Matter of fact, we thought we had one company. We uh, assisted, and, and it was kind of funny because uh, as soon as they had been notified or they, they learned that their authority had been approved, they were waiting on the actual document to come in, the actual license itself. Uh, so there's a company out there contacted them and it said $79 we'll get it for you quicker <laughs> we'll wait <laughs> hey some people you know it is what it is don't want to rush into everything you know take your time do it right now your authority comes in you've got everything you want a copy of the bond once your authority gets issued uh, you want to contact your bonding company if you haven't yet you want to get a copy of your bond whatever they provide you because you got to make a shipper packet and carrier packet once you get all that put together uh you're almost good to go but uh, there are probably some other things you're going to want to get too that's going to be arizona emissions contingent cargo insurance and uh maybe not from the word get-go but definitely you want to be thinking about it happening in the back of your head going down the road general liability now you're ready to go. Now you're ready to go. 
Factoring companies, we don't recommend factoring companies. Not for a broker. You're just giving your money away. That's yeah, that's giving your profit away is what you're doing. So I know there's a lot of factoring companies. Uh, we're contacted by factoring companies all the time at Taltoa trying to get us to recommend them to our clients, and we just can't do it. <laughs> we just can't do it. We've, they, I, I'd be honest with you, I've seen some factoring companies that have better deals than others, but uh, it's just not worth it. And one of the things that really is a killer when it comes to a factoring company working with a broker is they're going to take a percentage but in the fine print of the contract, if you read it real close, you're, you're going to find that you cannot direct bill that customer for X amount of time. Okay. Uh, in other words, you have that, that customer may have to be dormant for X amount of time before you can start hauling freight and uh, bill that company direct. So definitely not worth it. Another thing, too, about factoring companies, if we've talked, you've heard me say this before, is uh, once you factor one of your customer's invoices... Your customer is going to get a nice legal letter from the factoring company. And that letter is going to state, hey, you know, this broker has chosen to factor your invoices. They cannot direct to bill you, blah, blah, blah. You know, that has the potential of scaring your customer to death because they're paying you and expect you to pay the truck. <laughs> and, you know, when they find out you're factoring their invoices, that tells them immediately you're not financially sound. So what do you do? What do you do in a case like that? Well, you're going to have to get out here and find your own finance. And I always recommend the bank, you know, get a uh, line of credit with your bank. So that, uh, because first year or so, it's going to be an uphill battle trying to get carriers to work with you. Unless you've got a following already because you've been brokering in the past as an agent or something. But uh, a lot of carriers, you know, they worry that they're not going to get paid by the broker. So, they uh, want brokers to be in, you know, have a credit rating, and it usually takes about 12 months to establish a credit rating. And they, they want the broker to be in business for a year anyway. So, you get the idea there. But it can be done. We, we go into detail about this with our clients when we consult uh, different broker companies about how to get around that, how to help yourself, how to, uh, how to get trucking companies to work with you, even though... Uh, you may not have a credit rating, and even though your uh, length of time in business is less than a year, there's there's ways, you know. Trucking companies, they just want to be sure they're going to get paid, and, and I don't blame them. You know, in the past, I've seen a lot of brokers not pay trucking companies, and they get stuck with it. And the smaller trucking companies are more concerned about it than the larger trucking companies. Well, obviously, obvious reasons, less capital. But anyway, that's that. So hope, hopefully that kind of gives you an idea but man i'll tell you right now get ready for the phone calls get ready for the email get ready for junk mail coming into your snail mail address once you file because once you file it, it becomes a matter of public record and any company that has anything to sell they're going to contact you and i'm talking about anything to sell as far as that would benefit a truck broker matter of fact i i've seen uh, emails and letters come in where people are starting broker brokerages and people are trying to sell them stuff for trucking, like they started a trucking company. So either they're not looking too close or something else. But anyway, that's that. Uh, if you need help, we got a package. Matter of fact, I tell Toa, if you look at the freight broker package, yeah, it's fourteen ninety five. But uh, 
the, the, the other two packages we have, the basic and the standard, they're a little bit cheaper, a little bit more inexpensive, still getting the same essential training. But the thing is with the freight broker package, if you're starting your own brokerage or plan on starting one in the next three to six months, is the consulting. With the freight broker package at $14.95, you are still able to go into our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be. Uh, working through us under a licensed freight broker, that's going to give you the opportunity to begin your freight broker operation. You're going to be able to get it out there, start getting the experience, building a customer base, become operational. And the customers you build uh, during that period during the mentorship program, they go with you. They're your customers. Okay, so when you get ready to file for your own authority and you exit the mentorship program to begin working under your own brokerage license, broker license, your customers are yours. Okay, they go with you. Now, the thing is, with the uh, freight broker package, you get our standard 12-month consulting period. That's designed for a freight broker. That's going to give you access to all the training material, review material, uh, supplemental material, downloads, you know, the whole nine yards, and a uh, an, uh, an assigned consultant that's going to be there to help you whenever you get a question, a problem, situation, or whatever comes up. I will tell you this. Uh, last time we checked, 97% of our freight broker clients, consulting clients, they renew year after year after year after year. So keep that in mind. All right. Uh, getting off the beaten topic here, things you might want to know. New FCC rules went into effect this week, making it harder for robocallers to look like a local phone number. And uh, I don't get why it's making it harder. It should just be illegal. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I read about this the other day. And I think it was supposed to start July 1st that, uh, well, no, this is something FCC rules. Maybe this, maybe they go hand in hand, but uh, the cell phone companies, they were supposed to be able to add software to their system. It's nothing you have to do if you are a, you know, if you have a cell phone, it's something they do on their end, AT&T and such, to help thwart these robocalls. And it was kind of funny because I, I think I read last week it was going to be July 1st, and July 1st came, and I got a half a dozen different robocalls <laughs> or mask numbers or whatever. Who knows? Someone stole $1,500 worth of equipment from uh, Kiefer Sutherland's gardener while he was working at Kiefer's house. I don't know. We, we've, we've seen some of the guys Kiefer's hung around with in the past, uh, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Who knows? All right, what else is going on? Arkansas officials pursuing safe truck parking in wake of the uh, pandemic. Here's that word again. We're going to start with that word. Pandemic, COVID, and infrastructure. The, those are three words I'm just getting really tired of. You know, when they start talking about infrastructure, they're talking about price hikes. Things are things cost more. It's, it's infrastructure. We're going to have to charge more, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> shortages, shortages. That's the word I was other word I was looking for. Anyway, Arkansas state officials and trucking agencies are working together to address a longstanding truck parking issue, further exasperated by the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic and the closure of the uh, bridge over there uh, crossing the Mississippi River coming out of Tennessee into Arkansas. Arkansas DOT and the ATA, not the 
American Trucking Association, but the Arkansas Trucking Association are looking to use money previously set aside for the promotion of commercial vehicle safety in order to convert the site of an old welcome center into safe, effective truck parking and trucking facilities. And the welcome center I think they're talking about on I-40 there is in West Memphis. And if you, you know, where the scale is, that, that rest area, right before the scale, right before the uh, westbound way station, I think that's the one they're talking about. I may be wrong, but I think that's it. Anyway, according to the ATA, again, no, no, this is the American Trucking Association now. Time spent looking for available truck parking costs the average driver about 5500 in direct loss compensation per year. And I'm I'm guessing that is the fifteen five hundred dollars that they were they're gaining that figure from a driver driving around the truck stop trying to find an empty hole, or maybe that truck stop's full and they go down the road trying to find a someplace up. But you know, to be honest with you, at least when I was driving, I don't know how it is now. Drivers are pretty smart about that kind of thing. It's very rare that you're going to find a driver gets caught out where they can't find a parking place and it's time to go to bed. When a driver's tired, they're tired. And, and generally, a good driver, they're thinking about this in advance. I don't, I don't know about that 5,500. I mean, okay, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a number. I'll give you that. But, uh, you know, something else, too. The ELDs don't help it at all. You know, before, if a driver's looking for parking, well, he could do what he needed to on the logbook to make it right. But uh, the ELD, forget it. Let's see, the committee allocated $4 million for the project. That's what they had set aside for the uh, promotion of commercial vehicle safety. But the uh, the project, well, it looks like uh, it's going to take $7.6 million to build. Huh. Now the committee is left with several options. Find more money for the project, scale back the project, or come up with a new plan entirely. What do you think they're going to do? Anyway, they are expected to discuss the options in more detail later today, tomorrow, or maybe even Friday. So that's that's kind of... The ATA, Arkansas Truck Association, American Trucking Association, parking. Parking's always been an issue. I've, I think I've shared this before. I got a parking ticket. Called it my sleeping ticket over in Tennessee one time. I was on the ramp. Everybody was on the ramp. The truck in front of me was parking or blocking the no parking sign. Man, I was tired. <laughs> I got woke up with that trooper knocking on my door and that Smokey Bear hat on. He did not have a sense of humor either. I'd written a $50 ticket. Oh, well, it is what it is, right? Okay, that's going to wrap it up for this FBTV podcast. FBTV video podcast uh keep checking on youtube may have another video pop up there uh, it's short week it's uh you know they they the fourth was on sunday it was celebrated on friday everything was screwed up over the weekend it is what it is right but uh, uh check back uh keep checking youtube if you haven't uh or down below if you're watching this on youtube subscribe subscribe leave a nice comment you know and if you're on the podcast, yeah, subscribe too. You know, give us five stars. That helps the uh, helps people find us. 
And, you know, we're not, we're not, even though you may be watching this on YouTube, and even though there might be a commercial playing, that's not our commercial. We're not monetized, you know, never have been. And uh, really never planned on ever being monetized because this channel was designed to be commercial free to help people wanting to get into the transportation industry do so without having to watch a lot of commercials. And it got so bad that I, I decided, okay, I'm going to spend the 12 bucks a month. I think, what, $11.99, something like that to YouTube so I can watch videos on YouTube without commercials. Man, when I try to watch YouTube any other time, forget it. It's worse than TV. Oh, well, it's owned by Google. And what are they known for? Advertising. <laughs> Par for the course, I imagine. All right, it's Wednesday morning. Go have a good Wednesday. Go have a good rest of the week. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will be talking soon. Have a good day.